Hey, come on in, come on in, and welcome to Entrepreneurs Can Party. Let me show you around. This is an entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, creatives, and those aspiring to be so. The aim is to introduce you to inspiring, like-minded people who are doing what they love every single day and having so much fun in the process. You see, business can and should be fun. I'm your host, Scott Stockdale, and it's my job to tease out their habits, routines, successes, failures, favorite resources, books, etc., etc. All that good stuff. Alrighty, make yourself at home, grab yourself a drink, and let's get this party started. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 149 of Entrepreneurs Can Party. I'm your host, Scott, and on today's Saturday solo episode, it's all about the fact that making money is hard. It's really hard, and there are a low-hanging fruit you can be grabbing instead. So this premise is based on this quote by Sahil Alavingia, probably butchered his name, and he is the founder of Gumroad, and he is quoted as saying that you can be twice as rich by deciding you need half as much stuff. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's really powerful. So what I thought about afterwards is the idea that making money is only one side of the equation. And actually, it's definitely the hardest part, but I think it's also the sexiest part, right? And whenever I hear or whenever I think about people making money, my mind immediately goes to a 2003 MTV video, something along the lines of there's people walking into a club, there's hydraulic cars bouncing outside, people are dancing, wearing gold chains, and there's sort of smoky smoky rooms and smoky lighting, all that sort of stuff. All that's to say that's kind of what jumps into my head whenever I think about making money, quite a sexy image. On the flip side, making money is hard, and this is where my mind jumps to something like Scarface, shooting through a door, machine gun fire going everywhere, walls are collapsing, the splatterings of blood. Yeah, it's, it's quite, uh, there's a bit of a paradox. You know, making money is hard, that Scarface image, but also it's really sexy. It's that that MTV style video, music video. So with that in mind, I wanted to offer this alternative, which Sahil has laid out here, the fact you can be twice as rich by deciding you need half as much stuff. And here are five ways I'm trying to reduce my spending for the rest of this year with this in mind. So number one, having the same iPhone, so the iPhone SE since July, 2018. When I tell friends this, they laugh because it is so old. It is, I think, the original. It's like one of those iPhone 4, so it's, yeah, it's really outdated. But actually, it does everything I need it to. And for uh, £35 a month, I get unlimited data, mobile insurance, and Spotify Premium. It also doubles up as a hotspot, meaning that I don't have to pay for Wi-Fi. This alone saves me £30 a month by not needing an internet provider. So the takeaway here being the longer you keep a phone, the better. You don't always need to feel the need to upgrade. Uh, Tip number two, track spending with iSaveMoney Go. So buying iSaveMoney Go is probably the best £5 I've ever spent. It's not so much the tracking on the app that helps, it's the friction. I've made a promise to myself that whenever I spend money, no matter how small, I have to log it on the app. So I started tracking my spending in April 2019. At the end of each month, I export the data as an XLS file and save it to my email. So I've now got a bunch of these emails in one single inbox. What I've calculated is my average monthly spend is around £2,000 at the moment, but I'm confident I can reduce this by half with some lifestyle changes I'm making. 
Speaking of which, that leads us nicely into point number three, so sharing a flat and moving to Chiang Mai, Thailand. So yes, for those who've listened for a while, you'll know that I've rented the flat that I'm living in right now since September, and I've loved it. Problem is, it is expensive, nearly half my wage goes towards rent, and this is why I'm soon to be sharing a flat with one of my friends. Next year, once COVID restrictions lift, I'm actually hoping to move to Chiang Mai in Thailand. I'll be able to ditch my car, which is another expense, and experience lower costs of living. I should also be able to reduce my spending without skimping on quality. So I had a look at some Airbnb listings, and one I found which has a beautiful pool, a balcony view over the city, uh, beautiful furnishings, all this sort of stuff, it equates to around a quarter of what I'm paying at the moment for rent which is insane. So there are opportunities to have, uh, at least in terms of accommodation, and I suspect it's the same for things like food and other entertainment, yeah, a much lower cost for an equally good standard of living. Tip number four, only buying quality clothing. So the last clothing item I bought was a belt, and this was about two months ago. Since the pandemic, I've barely spent money on clothes just period, I haven't needed to really. And the reason for this is I followed Mark Manson's advice in Models, which is a fantastic book I will link to in the show notes. If you're a guy, it says to get yourself a few good shirts, two pairs of jeans, and some nice boots. This can then form 80% of your wardrobe. Now admittedly, this won't suit everyone. Some people have to dress smart for work, some people adore shopping. Still though, the same principles apply. Quality lasts and rarely goes out of style. If you do like shopping though, Venetia Lamana, I'll link to her profile in the show notes. She's an amazing influencer on Instagram. She has some really helpful tips on sustainable fashion. So yes, well worth checking out her work. And then finally, tip number five, building assets in my spare time. So I don't get out as much as I used to, and I'm okay with that. You know, when I watch people at music festivals, I remind myself I can do this at home and it's much cheaper too. You know, can turn up my speakers, grab some beers with friends, and watch Glastonbury on TV. Easy as that. And I prefer making stuff. Doesn't matter what, whether it's stories, music, courses, videos, whatever. It's mostly for fun. If it puts money in my pocket, even better. So this is true with the online courses. As you will know, uh, there's very little setup cost, and they're averaging $200 a month at the moment. Not life-changing money, admittedly, but I am on track to make uh, $500 a month by the end of this year with other upcoming courses. So to conclude this then, five ideas or five tips for you to uh, to potentially slash your own spending. And why am I talking about spending? You know, it's the unsexy part of this money equation, right? It's the side that, you know, it doesn't get much focus because we would rather think about ways to improve or increase our income. But, yeah, the other side of the equation, equally important. How can we reduce spending? And I'll leave you with this quote from Tim Denning, which I think encapsulates why we have such a fascination with spending money and rather why we tend to ignore the other side of the equation, the less glamorous side of the equation. We're programmed to think spending less will disconnect us from joy. When you spend money, it gives you a nice spike in dopamine and feels good. The truth is you're spending your time away and you'll pay twice as much for the purchase in the future, in the form of time apart from your family. Hope this has been a useful episode for you. If you have any questions, you know where to reach me. And with all this being said, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and I'm sure I'll speak again very, very soon. Do take care. 
Hey, hey, so outsourcing to a virtual assistant for less than $5 an hour has been a game changer for me. My VA living in Vietnam is, for one, a lovely human being, and two, she saves me so much time every single week since we started working together in May 2020. She produces these episodes, she edits audio, she sends emails to guests, she creates social media posts, she writes show notes, completes ad hoc tasks, and we spend less than one hour a week communicating over Zoom and email. Pretty dreamy, am I right? Well, I now share all these systems, insights, and mistakes I've made in my very first Udemy course, so you too can outsource to a virtual assistant and save over 10 plus hours a week. Since launching in November 2020, over 80 students have enrolled and the course has received over 20 five-star ratings. To find out more, check out the link in my show notes where you can get an exclusive discount or visit udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant. That's not easy to say. Let me just repeat that. That's udemy.com forward slash course forward slash outsource hyphen two hyphen a hyphen virtual hyphen assistant for more details.